I'm ready. All right, all right, we're back. You got the KK and you got the Doc. What's up, Doc? Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go, too. I'm ready to go. You saw, I have some notes. I know, I was, I was very impressed. You're like, I have notes. I'm like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Less thinking for me. I'll just have a lot of questions, is my guess. That's your job, though, isn't it? You it question is. everything that comes out of my mouth, and you're good at it. I am. I excel at that. God. I mean, we, we should remind our listeners that we're into season two, where we're not going to be like beating on capitalism every week or every other week or whatever, which we did in season one, and it's well-deserved. It's well-deserved. But now this season, we want to talk about what is our suggestion that we do about it when the crash comes, right? So when whatever crisis comes, whatever crisis it is, because we don't know what And last time we talked about more the when, right? Why now are we... Are we talking right. about this? So we've talked about the why. I mean, we've got we've got all the five W's to go through. There's that four W's and a how. I what? Oh, the where, what, yeah. why, how? You where, what, when, why, why how? I don't know. If you spell with okay. H, it'd be who. <laughs> I have no idea who. But um, who? That's our listeners right there. They're the ones that are gonna figure it out. Anyway, so we talked about the why and kind of the when last time. So now we got to start talking about the what. And when we start talking about what's, I'm kind of a top-down kind of guy. And we could talk about, well, this is how food is, you know, shipped to various communities and who coordinates it you know that's getting into the nitty-gritty but i think what we need to do is start at the top and define the what in much more general terms as to what this new society what why is it better how is it going to be better than what we're leaving right we need to define the requirements that at least you and i kind of agree on should be part of the new society yeah. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm on board so far. Okay. All right. So at the top level, I mean, let's look at what we don't like about capitalism. Because really, this post-capitalist society is hopefully learning from the failures of the past. Sure. And, and again, when we talk about this new society, the idea is is that obviously we don't have all the answers, but... I look at it as getting rid of all the stuff I don't want in a new society. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where you start. You certainly right. have to start there. And if you look at, you know, what we've talked about are really the core principles of capitalism that got us to this point, like a profit motive. The profit motive in private banking, which exploits that. Yeah. And it also leads to individualism where people really don't give community a second thought these well, days. Well, I think, again, that, that's, that's a, definitely a capitalist thing that they push on you because if you're competing with everybody else, you definitely are more of an individual. 
They want you to feel unique. That's right. And, and your reward is to have money so that you can buy shit and be better than your neighbor. Right. Okay. So let's start with that. Let's say in any post-capitalist society, if we don't want to repeat the mistake, there is no such thing as a profit motive. Okay. There is no way for someone to show that they're better than their neighbor other than possibly that they contribute more to the common good. I don't know that we'd want to exploit that to affect what people do. Obviously, we will need doctors and researchers and, you know, everybody except accountants and CEOs, pretty much. But we still need all of the basic needs being met, construction for housing, energy production and distribution, all that kind of stuff. That is one of the the big questions that I'm sure we will be asked is when you don't have that money or that being better than your neighbor to motivate Will people continue to do this? Sure. We've talked about that before as well. Right. But we have to assume that is one of the basics of the society that you and I would like to see. There's no profit motive. So any capitalists that are still following along here that believe maybe just making markets free and open or less government regulation or more government regulation, whatever, you can kind of leave the conversation here (laughs) because we're assuming there's no profit motive in this future society that will end up, you know, corrupting things. Okay. All right? Yep. Got it. So I'm on board. All right. So, So that's a basic. I think you and I both agree that preservation of the planet, preservation of natural resources is right near the top, number one or number two, because if we don't look at that and look at it very soon, we ain't going to have a planet around to worry about. Planet's important. I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) You'll give me that one. I think we also need to start with everybody having a level playing field. In other words, we have to provide all of the basic needs. Food, water, shelter. Food, water, shelter, energy, education. Okay. If everybody knows they have unlimited access to those things, then that is how you can use knowledge, use initiative, and that kind of thing to its fullest. Okay. Right? It lets us be the human that we want to be. Yeah, so nobody's starving. Hopefully every single person is educated and they have access to health care. Well, they have access to education. Hopefully everyone. Yeah, well, you know what? That may be one of the other things that we might explicitly want to say is that we want a more educated, critical thinking, engaged well, I mean, I guess, I guess revamping the education system would, would fall out of this process because obviously without capitalism, education would change quite a bit. Sure. 
but we're talking about top down here. Right. So let's not talk okay, about, how, we talk about okay. how it gets yep, implemented. Right. Yes, we need people in society to be engaged yep. with the process and the decisions that are made. And we need them to be critical thinkers so they can make good decisions. And when people start making good decisions, then society will be making good decisions. Sure. I'm thinking those are really the basics of any implementation or blueprint or framework that we suggest or that our friends at elfiash.org suggest. But those are the requirements that the implementation has to fulfill. So those are requirements that, that people need, period. Got it. Right. So top down, that's kind of the what. Okay. And obviously the rest of season two, we're going to start filling in hopefully the, the how we can meet those requirements kind of thing. Get more into the nitty gritty of all of that. But in looping back to what you said earlier, what will it take? What are the basic things that have to be established in order to get this kind of thing examined and then implemented? What will it take to get there? I mean, obviously we've talked about education or or people somehow acquiring critical thinking skills so we can get by all of this dogma or belief systems and that kind of stuff. It's kind of a chicken and egg kind of thing. Yeah. Right? We've talked about yeah, that before. We have. Elimination of the profit motive. If you look at our current U.S. Constitution, mm-hmm. it was written by mostly wealthy, definitely educated white male landowners. That are all dead now. They're all dead now, but they wrote up this document to further the interests of white male landowners. Okay. That's that's what it was. So maybe we should consider writing a new constitution. What do you think our listeners would think about that? I think a lot of people actually would be down for that. I think people are always talking about the constitution and and no one's really taken the time to, to read it, but... Just the fact that it was written so long ago, mm-hmm. before we had technologies. I mean, there was slavery. There was a lot of things going on that we don't have anymore in this country mm-hmm. that obviously should be addressed in the continent, taken out and moved around and stuff, and probably rewritten by yeah. educated people that were... We've come but, a long way. But, but that have the basic requirements, as we've talked about, sure. in mind, yeah. rather than furthering the interests of white male landowners. And speaking of white male landowners with slaves, even Thomas Jefferson said that the Constitution should be rewritten or at least updated every 19 years. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yes. That, that makes that makes it, good it's sense. It's true. He said that future generations should not be handicapped by previous generations. Which, which we certainly are with the Constitution as it's we look at it today. I mean, there's right. a lot of things that we don't. It doesn't take into account. And again, there were a bunch of people that had really were treasonous against England, as an example. <laughs> tea. Throw the tea. That's right. So, I mean, they're, they're really a bunch of people, they went light on the treason part of their stuff because they'd want to be held accountable for what they're writing, right? I mean, you don't want to be hypocritical. 
when you're writing. All right. Well, so anyway, we have the we have the preservation of the planet, which we really haven't discussed, but what that would imply is efficient use of resources and sustainable processes, renewable processes for dealing with resources. Yeah. And I think everybody understands that. And there are a lot of, despite capitalism, there's a lot of research going into cleaning out the CO2, cleaning up the plastics in the ocean, um, new types of energy production like geothermal and wave motion, that kind of stuff, which will never see the really the light of day well, under capitalism. And in, in all fairness, too, there a lot of the major universities and stuff they have some great kids doing some great phenomenal things. They're student projects because they have the time to do it. But there are brilliant ideas out there that you're right. Right now would not but, see the light of day. You know what? Some of those projects may actually come to fruition, but only when they're shown to be profitable. Exactly. Say they can generate electricity in sufficient quantity for low enough cost that then capitalism will jump in and make it work and then start taking profits out of it. Sure. Right. As far as the democratic decision-making aspect of that, there's a lot of directions that you can go with that. I would like to point out that, and again, due to capitalism, our current American government is in complete disarray. It's completely non-functional. It's corrupt as it can be. It will never generate any good stuff, any common good kind of stuff, because that is not one of the motives for creating new laws and that kind of stuff. It just isn't. We know that industry writes most of the laws in this country. And then it goes to the regulatory bodies, right? The SEC, the FAA, all those kind of people, which are staffed with corporate people, which are staffed with industry people. <laughs> yeah, so even if something for the common good um, <laughs> gets gets passed into law, yeah. it still has to go through these agencies that will strip it to down. be yeah. implemented. And by the time it actually gets implemented, and I just had this exact conversation with my friend who's taking classes at American University in... Uh, I don't know, out in D.C. Okay. somewhere, and he's he's taking policy classes, and he can see how this all works. And he's like, the industry will attack it before it becomes law mm. so that they can derail it. But even after it's okayed by the Congress, they continue to attack it so that by the time it gets out of the agencies, it could be watered down to the point that the intent is completely lost or the actual usefulness is completely lost. And then the oversight committee comes back to the, I don't know, the SEC and says, well, why haven't you put these funds out there or whatever? And then the SEC has to say, well, it's because what you sent to us was way too nebulous. We don't even know what to do at this point. So they can so it? Or do I, they doubt, I doubt that the Congress goes back and tries to Fix figure it, it out. But anyway, yeah. 
I believe that our current government structure, as defined by the Constitution, is now so corrupted, inefficient, and useless that we have to use that as an example of how not to do things in a future society. So you have all sorts of ideas. I mean, you could still have centralized planning like in China. That actually works pretty well, as much as capitalism likes to say, oh, they're communists, all that kind of stuff. But centralized planning has done amazing things for their economy what and, talking about, and is that for infrastructure? The, the, the lifestyle and the basic well, needs but, of the people. When you talk about centralized planning, yeah. um, is that like just infrastructure stuff? Like as a country, infrastructure? What does centralized planning well, do? Sure. Probably meeting basic needs. Okay. Right? Whether it be housing or food or, you know, whatever else. Okay. But they've made huge strides in that. But they have a central planning kind of a thing. What do we have right now? What we've morphed into is we have a president who doesn't even need the popular vote right. to become president. Yeah. Right? That's been proven, unfortunately, election after election here. They don't even need the support of the majority of Americans. Right. And if you look at even getting the majority of the people that vote, they can't even get that. True. You have this person at the top that now has inordinate amounts of power. It used to be that the power was in Congress. It was in the House because the House represents, is much closer to the people. Sure. And then you have the Senate which kind of was, was a reflection of the House of Lords over in England. But the Senate, they're the smart ones that make sure we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. That's the way it was supposed to be. <laughs> well, now I don't know if I'd list the Senate as smart ones. Now it doesn't make any sense at all. Anyway, that, that entire structure is completely inefficient. So whatever we want to suggest okay. for a, a new society has to learn from that. Um, we want it to be as incorruptible as possible. And you and I have talked about maybe how to do that. For instance, not having people run for office, but have qualified people their names in the hat, whether they want it to be or not. And we pick names out of the hat to kind of use their expertise. And that's what it would be, is now let's let's find people with expertise. Let's say in a given basic need, okay. right? Whether it be housing or healthcare, whatever. Take the people that are knowledgeable, trained in healthcare, say, put their names in a hat, you got 10,000 candidates and you pull five of them out and they kind of oversee what's so they're going like a on committee. in the industry. They're like a committee. They, they head the community. They head and, the and healthcare they, community. So they, they set goals? Is that what they're doing? Or create? Because with healthcare... They could have... set goals. Okay. Sure. Certainly they would coordinate research, coordinate the building of hospitals, that kind of stuff. I mean, you can't just have all these little communities that say, well, we need a hospital. We're going to go build our own hospital. We need to train our own doctors. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe you put all of the healthcare knowledge online. Okay. And then yes. allow communities con <laughs> control do, who's going to be a doctor. Do the operations yourself. <laughs> anyway, like I said, I mean, there's all 
sorts of different approaches okay. you can use for governance. And, and I hate to even use that word because really I'm seeing more of a coordination from a research standpoint getting the logistics for moving resources around. Those kind of things need to be centralized so you don't have the duplication of effort, the duplication of knowledge or part over part of the country over here having to learn this stuff when this part of the country already knows this stuff already. You know, that kind of thing. Some kind of coordination. But there's all sorts of ways that you can set up a government. Sure. I mean, there's tons of different ways, obviously. I mean, right. we have... It's representative around the world right now, right? There's lots yeah. of different ways to yeah. set up a government. But... And, and, you know what? We need to cut this particular conversation short because I think in our next podcast, I do want to explore those approaches, different approaches to government. And again, you and I have an opinion. Well, you have an opinion. I have an opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can start actually coming to a consensus about how to approach governing. Because that really is the point of what we're trying to do is not tell people this is the way it has to be, but hey, let's everybody talk about it and maybe we can come to a loose meeting of the minds so we can at least move forward right. with some kind of plan. Well, and on that, this is Imagine This, so your feedback is always, it's always imperative. appreciated. Yeah. And again, we're not hopefully building this all by ourselves, but hopefully... It, it inspires you to think along those lines and we appreciate feedback and would love it if you, you tell us, you can tell us we're wrong, just make sure you can cite why. <laughs> well, that would help. Yeah, Absolutely, that, would, that would help. Anything else, Doc? I think that's good for now. All right. Well, that's definitely good for now. All right, y'all. Be happy, healthy, and wise. Take care of each other and peace.